What's up, everybody, and welcome to Assemble XP. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, and joining me as always is my fellow Canuck. He's got too many controllers, but he loves it anyways. Court, Court, what's going on, buddy? Not much, not much. Enjoying this beautiful Tuesday all by myself. All uh -oh. by myself. You are in a mood. You are in a good mood. You're... It, this silly. I mood. love my wife. I love my daughter. <laughs> Is that but... how you start it off? <laughs> I, I love them. I love my family. Well, I it, it's been very, very long since I've had a full house to myself for a very, very long time. You know, we are in a global pandemic as much as some people don't want to admit it. Um, but it's true. So um, my wife has gone into the office for the first time in almost two years. And my daughter is at school at the same time. So. Yes, I, uh, I'm home by myself. You know what? I'm, can, I, I can do whatever I want. I'm having a similar experience. Both kids are in school. It's kind of weird, but I am super productive this past like week. It's been weird. It's been great. It's 7 a.m. productive. Yeah, when I'm getting up and getting them off to school and then I've got enough time to sit and have a coffee and do the day job. Ooh, I can bang work out like it's nobody's business. It's amazing yeah, when you're not interrupted. 100%. Like I've worked from home for the past 10 years. So for me, it's it's a, a no brainer. Like this morning, I was at my computer answering emails, throwing them off, knowing that we've got the show to do. I was like, OK, I've timed my day out. I'm like, it's perfect. But if I just started working from home, it'd probably utter chaos. So same. I mean, a similar boat, but doing it long enough where I can juggle it. But it's it's not for everybody. I'll tell you what is for everybody, though, buddy. Superheroes. Marvel. Honestly, it is. DC. Yeah. It's for everyone. I mean, come on. Who are we kidding right now? Courtney and I want to talk to you all about a few things today. But if you guys can do us a favor and hit that like button and consider subscribing to the show. We have Assemble XP here for our all Xbox podcast. I even rebranded it. Shout out to Johnny, who's our little man in the chair, does all of our graphic work. But we got really cool Xbox branded everything. Uh, and if you guys can, yeah, support the show any way you can. But Court and I have a couple of things we want to talk today about. And the first is actually going to be Topic of superheroes, because what we had on the PlayStation side the other day was with their whole showcase, we actually got the reveal of two games, Court. We got Spider-Man 2, which looks phenomenal. Like, come on, you, you should have seen me in my chair here, just oozing everywhere. It was disgusting. And then no we think they have that mental image. OK, All no, right. they're fine. No, it's fine. They're fine. No, it's now it's out there and now they can enjoy that. And the other one was Wolverine, both Insomniac games. And no idea when Wolverine's coming out. Don't care, but I know that it's coming. Like, yeah, it's, it's 24, 25. It's way away, and I don't care. Yeah. I'm getting Spider-Man 2 with Venom in it. Let's go. Mm -hmm. But that got, uh, that got us thinking and pondering. And you and I were talking a little bit before the show about superhero games and the conversation around Xbox. And I think a lot of people are talking about this, too, where it's like, okay, we see what Insomniac is doing and PlayStation is doing. They have Spider-Man all wrapped up. Now they have an, an, another massive, massive Marvel property in Wolverine. And with Insomniac, I think there's just so much trust, as there should be, with them being able to pull off a amazing experience with Wolverine. So then we all start looking over here on the Xbox side. And you got us thinking. What do we want to see from a superhero game on the Xbox platform? Go. So <laughs> here's what I look at. It's almost like Sony has a deal with Disney, not just 
Marvel because Disney is Marvel now. Like let's let's that Mickey Mouse, he owns a lot and he makes a lot of decisions. So the fact that they have Kotor as well, mm-hmm. that's a PlayStation. Uh, they said time, so it's obviously only going to be there for a year. Um, Spider Man, we understand Sony owns the property. It makes sense. My guess is when they did that redo of the contract, mm-hmm. that's when they got Wolverine. When they did that contract so that Marvel could have more Spider Man in their movies. Sony was like, we want more video games. And, and and rightfully so, Marvel was like, okay, no problem, because you guys made Spider-Man, which was a banger. Um, so I have a funny feeling that's how they got the Wolverine franchise. There was a little bit of a side hustle there. Um, so maybe, just maybe, Xbox getting and dipping their toe into that whole Marvel thing might be a little difficult. Mind you, you get Disney Plus for free on yep. Xbox when you sign up for Game Pass Ultimate. Disney's um, everywhere. He, Disney owns everybody. <laughs> so with that all being said, do they need a superhero genre? No, because they still will get Gotham Knights. Uh, they still have Avengers for those five people that are playing it. Stop they it. They still have Guardians. Guardians. They have some franchises that are multi-platform. Would it be awesome if they could get their own exclusive? Yes, but then you would have to look at which studio is going to get that? You already know Bethesda's working on an Indiana Jones game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So could Bethesda, which which studio do you see at Microsoft making a first party only Microsoft superhero game? I'm not saying what type of superhero. We, we no, threw no, no. names before. Yeah. You could have Thor, there's Captain America. Or do you think, Matt, it would just make way more sense to just buy WB? I think that would be the safest bet. But to back up for a second, before we get into the WB thing, I want to talk about the like the point you're hitting on with Disney and kind of the contract negotiation piece, which we know nothing about. But mm-hmm. to speculate, yes. I wonder on the Disney side, on the Marvel Disney side, they have talked about in the past couple of years about how they want to expand as they should all of their video game properties like they like leverage these superheroes and these properties they now own and get them out there in video games it only makes sense so we get games like spider-man we get a wolverine we get guardians marvel's avengers blah 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 and what's really good on the marvel disney side is that they are working with multiple studios this isn't an ea scenario with battlefield and or battlefront i should say with star wars where it tanked because of all of the uh, microtransactions built in there and it made them look real bad it made disney look really really bad and that's not what they want so what i like about the marvel deal and what disney's doing like with marvel studios is they shop out and we get to see a lot of different um actual developers work on different marvel properties so i like that it's not all tied up with sony But I do agree with you that there's probably something there with like, hey, we're renegotiating Spider-Man in the upcoming films. On the Sony side of things, we also want to be able to have Miles Morales for another game. We want to have Spider-Man 2 and we're shopping out and we want to be able to pitch Wolverine. And I do believe, I mean, honestly, I do believe that a pitch for a Wolverine game takes time to present that to uh, Disney and to Marvel. And maybe Marvel was shopping around going, we want a Wolverine game. Who's who can do one? Maybe they went through Insomniac and were like, we saw what you did with Spider-Man. This makes sense. Presented what they had for their ideas. Um, 
and maybe they just loved it. And maybe the teams over at Xbox presented the same thing. We don't know. Um, but I, I just wonder what else they could do. And I do wonder what studios for under Marvel, like on the Xbox side, would it make sense? Now, to answer your question, though, about WB, is it just make more sense to just grab WB? Right now, from Xbox perspective, I think a thousand percent. And we did do a little bit of predictions when we uh, did our Tokyo uh, game showcase about what they need to do. And I think Sega is one of the big ones that they should go after. But on superhero front, I, I think you do. I think you need you're missing that one component. You're missing that big, big character because look what it's done with Sony and PlayStation. Spider-Man is PlayStation on the gaming front. And that's where it's going to be associated with forever. That's killer. And I feel like Xbox right now, especially with all the rumblings for the last year of WB possibly being up for sale. I think now more than ever, you make a play and you say, we need Batman. And we need to get, we need a superhero. Maybe we will have third-party Marvel games on our platform. And I think they Xbox would stick with that a lot of the time. I think because you get games like Guardians of the Galaxy coming out multi-platform. But they need that one big juggernaut superhero. And I think Batman just makes sense. What about you? You well, think WB it, works? You, we've talked about this before off-air. The two biggest comic book characters in the world are Spider-Man and Batman. Spider-Man is already with Sony. Batman is technically, from all we understand, um, we're not, all we can do is read the tea leaves. Batman is up for grabs. Uh, we know that there is a fantastic Gotham Knights game coming out, but it's just got a dead Batman in it. There is no Batman in that game. Um, there is many <laughs> different stories you can do with Batman. Well, it's a dead Batman. That's That's what it is. But I look at the game studios that Xbox already has. So say instead of doing acquisitions to get these in. I look at what Double Fine just did with Psychonauts 2, and I say, why can't they make a Thor game? Hmm. Why can't they make... Uh, give me a fun character that's in that Marvel world, because um, you know a little bit better. Like, Jesus, you could almost... I'm looking at the colors. I'm looking at yeah. the, the way they did things. They never, there's no flying mechanics in, in Psychonauts, but I don't see that as being, I think we all know how we want Thor to fly. Uh, there's a game called Anthem. Just copy it and make that Thor, <laughs> make that Iron Man, whatever you want to do. Um, it's the only good thing about that game. Yeah. But you could do a cartoon looking Thor with the the vision and the um, art, art style of a Double Fine game. And I think it would be fantastic. I just don't, it sounds terrible. When I look at 343 is always going to be making, you know, the same game we all know. So I just, I look at their, oh, it'd be tough, man. Could Rare make a game? Maybe. But it's not um, going to be, but are you trying to get a AAA level experience of a yes. Marvel property? Or are you trying to you get something to. of the middle of the road? I think you need to go big. I think you have to. I think you have to get AAA. Um, I, I just. But I don't, that's why I don't see, I don't see any so who, other who studios. Ori? I know this sounds terrible. Um, I'm asking Oreo and the blind. Uh, hey, I'll pull it up here. I, I got everything in front of me. Uh, Obsidian double fine is as you're doing that. I think Bethesda is only one of the biggest studios that could pull off a triple A experience. Correct. Superhero. But, but I don't think that they're going to go down that path. They have way too much on their plate. And I think they have stuff roadmap for five, 10 years. 
what Bethesda is maybe the perfect one. Hey, Bethesda, we got Doom. We got all this. You could do a lot with Doom Eternal. It's called Doom Eternal, just like Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. You could just adding to that and say, hey, can you give me a Hawkeye game? True. Yeah. First person. Now, to me, that sounds amazing. A Hawkeye first person game. It, I, I just or third person, almost like a um, a la Ghost of Tsushima. But give me a Hawkeye stealth game with uh, detective parts and you could do a lot. Like I know um, in the comic, a lot of times they make the character deaf. I think you could even go onto that era of the Hawkeye comics and and make him deaf and, and do all these things where you have to use your senses. And I think that they could do a fantastic job over at Bethesda and make that game. Now, that's just my opinion. One concern I have about where this can all lead us down the road uh, in five, ten years is that we 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 get so many superheroes associated with consoles or platforms and like Spider-Man with Sony. That's going to live over there. We're never going to see that on the Xbox platform, which hurts because when you if you do a superhero movie or excuse me a superhero game that has a lot of characters in it like an mcu one that would make sense for spider-man to be there and it's multi-platform or it's on uh xbox you're not gonna get spider-man unless there's a deal cut and i don't see that happening but i think of like wolverine you got insomnia pulling off probably an amazing wolverine game down the road that makes that makes me super excited but also bummed out because that means i'm probably never going to be able to see Wolverine and the X-Men uh, mashed together for quite some time on the Xbox side. Unless it's like yeah, I, a Marvel Legends game. Like, you know what I mean? Unless, well, But they on. do have that new Why one not? that's coming out with... Um, who's the... Sony doesn't own Wolverine. They don't, but you know what I mean? Is that they get that AAA proprietary, like, character. But Ubisoft is doing a Star Wars game, and now Sony's doing a Star Wars game. That doesn't mean that Xbox can't do an X-Men game. No, it's true. They can do an X-Men game. I just, just worry a Wolverine, Wolverine game. game. I know. And I just worry, and though, that they get all bunched up under one brand on a PlayStation or an Xbox side. That's my now, worry. I also worry that my theory that Hulk is in the Wolverine game and Hulk is now a Sony property as well. That scares me, too. Did that, you see like, how it can go? Game, I know. At the very end of this game, you see Hulk's foot, and that's how they end the game. And it's like, yeah, he's now a Sony property. But that is what worries me, though, down the road is as studio sony first party studios like insomniac games who again uh, my favorite games are the new ratchet and clank spider-man miles and the wolverine and the next spider like whatever they're touching with the marvel uh mcu i'm in and i think it's going to be amazing that makes things good for disney good for marvel studios they're all happy give it works for sony give sony more give them more and more and more as these games continue to sell billions of dollars they will keep giving sony more and insomniac and studios like that more and more exclusivity and i worry that you get like a hulk tease in the wolverine game and marvel is like and disney's like well this is a phenomenal game it's selling crazy let's give them another one oh yeah you can have exclusivity to hulk and then it starts going from there where you're like more and more characters become exclusive to Sony, to PlayStation, and we don't get it. And that's what I that's what I really worry about is down the road. We can't get that. I don't think Marvel 
and and Disney would do that necessarily, but it's going to where they they're going to follow the dollar. If it makes sense to have a five year contract with Sony exclusively for Wolverine, they're going to do it. If the game is selling is like the highest selling games ever, like Spider-Man was, and it's a console seller, everyone wins. So why wouldn't you do it? That's why I also feel like Xbox needs to do a better job and grab something like Batman. Because like you said, Batman, Spider-Man, the biggest ones out there. And Batman, I feel, is like it's just kind of waiting there. Oh, I, I don't as as a uh, a Batman fan. And Batman's over my shoulders there. Um, well, sorry. Yeah, no, he's over no, my he's shoulders. No, he's there. He's there. Yeah. Um, I would 100% be extremely excited if Batman came to Xbox and it was exclusive. I understand people hate exclusivities. I honestly think it's it's good for gaming. I, I own both consoles. I enjoy both consoles. Um, it is what it is. You're never going to get away from it. Exclusivities, they happen everywhere in every industry. It So complaining about it is just a waste of your breath. Just it is what it is. Everybody's going to follow the dollar. Um, and I don't blame companies for doing so. I don't either. So I, I think it's I would necessary. be happy with a Batman game. Let's 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 boil it down to I think we both agree. Let's just give us a, a WB game. Just Fair enough. WB, get by Rocksteady, by whoever, give me Batman, talk to DC. Um, hey, let's make this work. And hey, DC, your your movies, the Batman looks good, but but mm -hmm. so maybe, hey, maybe, just maybe, go to Xbox and be like, hey, our video games were better before Marvel did their video games. Let's get back to there. I'm I I'm with you 100% because I look at the DC side of things and Okay, I think of uh, the Nemesis system from the uh, what game is that? The God, I mean, it's, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, the Shadow Mordor games. Yeah. The Nemesis system is amazing, and I want that in a Batman game or put that in a DC game because as we're talking, I'm like, hmm, Nemesis system with like Wonder Woman would work really well. Shadow Mordor, sub him out and put in Wonder Woman. You've got some fly mechanic with her. They got all of the jumping and jumping off clips. She's got the sword. She's got the lasso and a shield. It works so well. And I'm with you that I think the DC universe can work exceptionally well with Xbox, with Rocksteady, with any of these other developers they have. If they can, if Xbox can scoop them up, because there's so much storytelling there that hasn't been uncovered. You can get away with a amazing Green Lantern story. You can get a great Justice League story if you want to do it. But you make a good point that studios like Rocksteady with Batman, and maybe this is all planned too, but they need to be turning around going, okay, we're getting walloped by Marvel from the movie side of things and from the gaming side. And we were here first on the gaming side. Like, we crushed it with Batman. They were there first on the movie side. Batman 89. True. Yeah, Batman Yeah. I mean, let's be real here. But they're falling behind and they're falling behind yep. in the conversation and the narrative. And that sucks because we're just fans ultimately that want it all to do well. I want Marvel and DC to do well because I get great games and great movies and great stories. But I want to see them really push hard on the DC side and show me something new. I think Gotham Knights is going to be great. I think it's going to be fun. They've got extra time now that's been delayed and it's coming out next year. And I want to see what else they can do and where they could branch off. And a game like that also with Gotham Knights allows with multiple characters put in there and depending how it plays out having multiple characters in there it can allow you to utilize that gameplay mechanic and that system to storytell a game like a justice league game where you have multiple characters and if they can nail it with gotham knights almost as a testing ground 
you could then maybe transition down the road and give us like a Justice League game. But we'll see. All right, Court. Well, talk to me. Talk to me about another little game here on the show. We got Arcane's Redfall. The heck is this? What's this about? I hear the word looter shooter brought up a lot regarding this game, but we've had no news. And now we have a bunch of stuff that's coming out. So talk to me a little bit about Redfall. So Paul Tassi did an article out of Forbes. Um, so the Redfall leaks suggest Borderlands looks like a looter shooter. So there have been recent leaks of screenshots. Um, do yourself a favor. It is pre, pre-alpha, it looks like. It has nothing to do with what the game is going to be. Never judge what happens on leaks. I think we've learned from enough Assassin's Creed leaks over the years. Let's just wait till the game comes out. But I just want to read a bit of the article from, from Paul Tassi here. Um, and if you could, we'll put a link in below so uh, you can read the article yourselves. One of the surprises at Xbox Last Showcase was a new game from Arcane called Redfall, which debuted a cinematic trailer and had players hunting down vampires. It wasn't clear what type of game it was exactly, and no, one, no real information about it has been forthcoming. A new leak, however, seems to have shed some light on the type of game it's going to be, and it may be falling somewhere in the looter genre meant to compete with games like Borderlands with a different character class and open-world and loot drops. A number of in-developed screenshots that leaked from Redfall. I'm going to post, this is Paul's words, I'm going to post them here and I'm pretty sure that they're stolen and subject to takedowns, but they had still been seen at Windows Central's for here, from now on. In his article, they're gone, by the way. Ah, uh, I continue. Okay. They look bad and yet I'm really not going to hold against them at all. Given all the way, given that they seem very old and very developed, I would not expect them to look polished at this point. Supposedly this project was in the works even before Microsoft acquired Bethesda, and I don't think we can draw conclusions. It's ultimately visually quality in the ultra early screenshots. But what we can draw from the latest leaks is the type of game it's going to be. So he's got some bullet points here. The gameplay, it looks like loot leveling and adventuring loop is being described in similar borderlands with the open world, albeit one of the non-loading screens. The map is supposed to be the size of something like Fallout 76 or Ghost of Tsushima. It's also solo or co-op with six player characters having at least one unique hero ability. Stealth is an option in gameplay or you can go guns a-blazing. And screenshots show a rarity loot with special abilities again. So from what we gather from all this, I'm more excited about this game than I was when Xbox originally showed the trailer at E3. When they originally showed this trailer at E3, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, it, it doesn't look like something I'm going to be into. But given Arcane's pedigree, I'll say, uh, with they just dropped Deathloop and the reviews are, are killing it. Uh, it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive for now, but don't worry, Xbox people, pretty sure it's coming to Game Pass in about a year from now. Um, and then they also have the Dishonored series, which I love. Yeah. I'm more willing to give this a chance now if they're doing their spin on Borderlands. What are you, what are your thoughts, Matt? Similar to you, uh, Deathloop is like for so many people right now is game of the year. And that gets me excited to see what they could do with Redfall. Uh, I'm always game for a looter shooter. If it's balanced, if the mechanics work, if it doesn't feel like too much of a headache to grind then I will always try it out. This For me, this is right now, this is a game that I'll I'll check out when it comes out. Uh, a game like Deathloop, when it comes to Game Pass, I'm going to be all over it just because of how crazy of a story and, and the way that game is actually built in the world they've built out there. It looks incredible. So I'm, I'm at least excited to see that this is coming. And 
it's going to be in the vein of Borderlands. I really enjoyed Borderlands. I played Borderlands 1 and 2, and I really had a good time with that. So if they're going to pull a lot of the core elements of what makes Borderlands great and put in looter mechanics in there too, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Why not? If it's Game Pass. Yeah, well, that's the other way I look at it. It's going to be on Game Pass, so that you already have the subscriber base. Yep. So for me, if I'm going to play a game like The Division 2 or Borderlands, something that's a looter shooter, or even Destiny 2, I need a player base to play with. If the hook on this is good enough, it gives me confidence that I can go back, play it a couple hours here and there, and I know there's always going to be people, hey, so-and-so's online, I can play with them for a little bit. Or there gives me more of a reason to go back into play, if that makes any sense, because it's on Game Pass. And I'm, I'm very curious to see a game like Outriders that didn't, it had- Wow, you're right in my brain. Success right, <laughs> off, success right off the bat, but then faltered when it yep. didn't continue to give us um a reason to go back into the game a game like this if they're giving us loot and so on and so forth i could see this being the first game pass experiment of it if a looter shooter can flourish and become extremely successful i know myself who after seeing the uh the trailers for the new destiny Mm -hmm. i was willing to go back in and give it a, a chance and start playing again I have fallen off because I'm playing Artful Escape and I'm, I'm finishing Ghost of Tsushima DLC. I, I can't get back to Destiny, but a game like this, when it comes out, I might be all over it and it might be in the zeitgeist and everybody continue to talk about it because so many of us are on X Game Pass. That's, I, you said Outriders. I literally thought the exact same thing because what I would worry about with a game like this, that's my only concern, is that it, it has the Outriders effect. Huge hype. Game Pass title, good core mechanic. People go bananas for it for like a week, week and a half, and then boom, it's gone. And it's out of the zeitgeist. And it's it, and it falters. And then you get like a small audience for it. But if it has a decent enough hook to get players to come back for that loop and that grind and the mechanics in there, they will come back. Outriders I played and I enjoyed it for what it was, but I felt like it was pretty hollow. There wasn't a lot going on with the missions. The enemy variety, like I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's a six for me, but people were going crazy over it. And I think a lot of that was just the hype and that it was going to go from a paid game to being available on Game Pass. And that just sparked everyone to go, oh my God, this is even better because it's it's basically free. And it was also very dull and the colors didn't grab me. This is bright. It was a lot about it. I was just like, okay, you've already told me that it's not a looter shooter. And, but it is a looter shooter, but it's not a games of service. So why am I playing this when the story is so bad? Like that yeah, was my, yeah. as someone that is a story driven console player, um, the story was bad in Outriders. I didn't care. I skipped. No, it was skipped. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care. So I think that was their big thing. So if this has a hook and they give me a reason to go back and we know with Xbox, they've done a very good job uh, with Forza and other games to go back. I'll be excited. Far Cry 6. Yeah, buddy. We've got, you and I are pretty pumped on Far Cry 6. And then we've got the most recent news. And Kurt, you can take the wheel and, and run this one as well. But I'm really excited that we've already got the announced season pass. And we have a quick little idea of what the DLC is going to look like. So, buddy, give us a little rundown of what we can expect from Far Cry 6 DLC. Because it looks pretty Gosh. neat. I'm going to read some excerpts, uh, excerpts um, from ONS Goods article over at uh, Polygon. He mentions that the post-launch con post content plans to involve two crossover missions, 
that jib with the game settings and the story. But the third, yet probably the most popular, collab sticks it out like a gratuitous project placement. So I, I'm going to disagree with Owen how he his tone in this article. I think it's a bit, uh, you know, harsh, crybaby-ish. Mm. But hey, whatever. Hey, Owen, you 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 do what you got to do. Players will venture into the upside down of Stranger Things to save a little wiener, the, the little wiener dog you've seen in the previous trailers. And at least it's free. Um, Avatorial should be after all. Well, here's what I'm going to go back to. Um, and there's other, there's also a Rambo mission. Yeah. And there is a, um, you get to play with Danny Trejo uh, and you get to, from Machete, and you get to do a missions with him as well. So those three DLCs will be free. Um, there's a post-launch trailer that's probably playing while I'm talking right now that you can see. Um, I really like this practice from Ubisoft. There's a lot about Ubisoft that I'm, I'm not happy with that goes behind the scenes, but they're trying to fix that. But they always give free DLC to their players that is on top of the uh, paid season pass. And mm -hmm. they do have a paid season pass for this as well, that you get to play uh, with the three villains from Far Cry 3, 4, and 5. So you have Pagan Men, you have Joseph Seed, and you have uh, Voss from Far Cry 3, who's one of my favorite Same. villains ever. And you also get uh, Blood Dragon. So that's part of the season pass. The three games that are, the three things that I was talking about before, those are free. And they've done this with Assassin's Creed. They've done this with Watch Dogs. They always give free upgrades to continue to want to go back into your, to the game. So they give you a reason. They're not saying, hey, you got to go buy the season pass. They're saying, hey, here you go. If you want, if you like that experience, here's other experiences you can go back and go play. And I truly wish more developers would do that. Um, we, we all know, um, and it, every CG project red originally did it with the Witcher and we all praised them. Uh, so I want to give Ubisoft a little credit here. What'd you think of these DLCs? I think it's great. And I, I do appreciate the model they go with season pass, battle pass. Those types of things are commonplace now and they make sense. And I don't think many players are upset general by the idea of like, pay more, get a season pass, all the updates come, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. That's just kind of standard now on top of the game. The the thing that I like the most is that they give you a little bit more for free. They are going to be able to incentivize you or some players that say, you know what, maybe I, I like the story for Far Cry 6 fine. I finished it and maybe they're kind of out a little bit of a free DLC that might be able to hit with them, be fun, funny, and it's got them a couple extra hours of gameplay to go back in there. What I like about the strategy is that it can bring those casual players back in, have a really good time potentially, and then say, oh, you know what? That was fun. Oh, they have the season pass and it's got all of this extra content. Yeah, I'm totally going to get it. And frankly, by the time that the, the added uh, DLC, the free DLC is all rolled out, Ubisoft games tend to go on sale pretty quickly. Like we're talking that this game is coming out in October, like almost a month to the day. When it comes out, you are then, like all Ubisoft titles, you then get into Black Friday and the holiday season, and you're going to find Far Cry 6 guaranteed on sale, like $20, $30, $40 off right around the holiday season. So even if you delayed and you didn't get Far Cry 6 day one and you waited, if you got in the holiday season, you got probably a cheaper title off the bat you've got free DLC and then you got the season pass, which might be full price, but still you're going to save a little bit more there. 
I like the idea of the free DLC. I think it's a good hook. Uh, and the season pass, like, again, I'm very much in for Far Cry 6. Um, I love how they're building the world and the villains and all of it. It can be fun and silly. It can also be serious. And it's just kind of the game I'm itching for right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. It, it's a game that every year I'm like, oh, am I going to play another Far Cry? And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I, I get so into. And Ubisoft is also doing something that's outside of the box that a lot of developers aren't doing right now. It's a free, if it's a cross-gen game, Ubisoft makes the upgrade to the next-gen version free. They take a page from Microsoft on this one. We know Sony is doing a little opposite. They are giving a free upgrade on Horizon Zero Dawn, but God of War Ragnarok and Gran Turismo 7, which are both cross-gen games, are both going to charge you an extra $10 if you want to upgrade from the PS4 to the PS5 version. Ubisoft is giving a free upgrade on this game, and this game on Xbox Series X will be 60 frames 4K with ray tracing. On Xbox Series S, it will be 60 frames, 1440p. This game is going to look stunning, especially with the backdrop that it has. It's going to be tropical. It's going to be so much fun. I I haven't been this excited for a game this year. Like, this is one of the big games that I'm excited for. This and Halo and Forza mm -hmm. are my games this year that I want to play so badly. I'm just so excited to play them. Yeah, me too. It, I've had a bit of a lull in the last two months or so. I think the last game that I came off of was Ratchet and Clank. And since then, it's maybe just because it's work is busy and life is busy right now. But nothing has been grabbing. It's the summer months. Nothing's grabbed me. Too. Sorry, Psychonauts 2 was a lot of fun. Other than that, nothing has grabbed me or gotten me excited. And like you said, those titles, those are the ones that I am looking forward to. And I like that I get to kick off the fall with Far Cry. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I love that I always get a lot of time in that game. I can finish the story and it's maybe 20 hours, but it's going to be a full experience. And the side missions, I know that I'm going to be off there. And I love being able to take over all of the different camps and everything. And the different ways you can take them over. That has me coming back more and more. And play yeah, the way you want to play. You could reset them, like if, yeah. In any Far Cry game, after you finish, you can reset. And I'm I'm excited to see the different weapon types. Um, when they did New Dawn, you could use like the CD player and the buzz saw and all. I'm excited. Sorry, you could use the buzz saw. And I think from the trailers we saw in Far Cry Six, mm -hmm. there's one with a CD player. I I love that kind of stuff to see which one has got the little quirks that are not just a gun. Uh, and and doing the little things like you know you get to use the animals. I I. I like that stuff. They it's got a fun. gator. And, and the comment, the the dialogue that are in Far Cry games are just hilarious half the time. So nope. it's it's a game where you can go into, go into a different world and just have fun instead of always being serious. If you guys can do us a favor and hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell court, ding dong, how's your mom? Words like that. That doesn't wow. make you smile, right. right? See, that got you a little tingly and down. No? Awkward. Awkward. Not not for me, maybe for you. That's fine. Fair Forza Playground Games revealed a first look at the cars available to drive across the expansive, vibrant and open world of Mexico in Forza Horizon 5, beginning on November 9th with Xbox Game Pass. Whoop, whoop. Now, pause there for a second, Court, because this is exciting. One, because uh, the Forza games are beautiful. Uh, and secondly, this is the first Forza game that is going to be full uh, day one release on Game Pass. Forza Horizon 4 came out right around the time of Game Pass also 
uh, trickling out and some games were being added and Forza Horizon 4 was added a little bit later. So I'm really curious as somebody who plays like all the Horizon games, I'm really curious to see how this one performs. Like it's day and date game pass all the way. I'm really, really excited to see how many people try it and how many new players get their hands on it. Uh, the article continues to say that we have quoted, and by the way, guys, we'll have it in the description below as well if you guys want to reference uh, any of the cars that are coming out. Several vehicles are making their franchise debut in Forza Horizon 5, including the 2020 Ford Super Duty F450, the 1991 Jaguar Sport XJR15, and the all-electric 2020 Porsche. Uh, that I know Court is a little excited to play. For players who love to get up close and personal with all the cars in Forza Horizon 5, Forza Vista will let players discover the unique characteristics of vehicles in exquisite detail, and those on Xbox Series X and S and Windows 10 PC will be able to do so with ray tracing, Court. We're just getting started on sharing all the cars coming to Forza Horizon 5. Court, my man, talk to me. What are you excited about when it comes to Horizon 5? Well, I just wanted to go back to you talking about the sales numbers. Mm. Um, so I pulled them up while you were talking. So they were 10 million as of June 2019. They sold 10 million. They gathered 2 million in sales in one week. Um, so the game sold very well. So Jeez. I will be as well. Interested to know how well this does. I, I truly believe that it still will do well. If, if anything, Xbox has shown us they're having a sale right now on games. Yep. I have friends that, you know, bought Gears 5, they bought Forza, and they still don't have Game Pass. And it's a head-scratcher to me. That doesn't hey, make any sense. To each their own. Um, <laughs> I am excited to drive. So there is a full list on ForzaMotorsports.net. You can actually go there. The The uh, link will be provided in the uh, comments below. So the games that the the cars, the games, wow. The cars that I'm excited, I'm a, I'm a huge Ford fan. So... I'm excited to drive the the Mustangs, the old Mustangs, the 69s, the, the even the 2013 uh, Shelby GT500. Yeah. And I'm excited to drive the electric vehicles. Um, that to me is just something like when I played, I played Forza Horizon 4 and I truly enjoyed it, but I enjoyed just driving around the countryside and just having fun. Uh, so I would just want to collect as many cars as possible and drive as many different cars as possible. I'm not exactly a car guy and haven't exactly played a lot of racing games until I got my Xbox Series S. And then I played Forza and I understood what everybody was talking about, why the game was just fun. So yeah, myself, I am just excited to drive all these different cars. And I do love the fact that you can, you can go into the cockpit of these cars and see everything on what it looks like to be inside the car. I personally, my view is always going to be almost uh, almost away from the car so you can see it. Yep. Because I have same. a hard time dr driving when I'm inside the car. Do you? But oh, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I have I like doing oh, these so the, like third person view, like the far out one, because I love looking at the car. I'm always inside when I'm like oh. really trying to race because I I no. get such better control over the vehicle. I don't. That's weird. Yeah, mm. I'm the opposite. You like being yeah, able so to be on the outside. One hundred percent. But I. I will again. be playing a game lot of three, this game. Two, I am excited for this game, and I didn't one. think I would be. Um, I used to play racing games way back in the NES and the Super NES days, and then I just fell off. I, the last thing I, I one that I was really into was Gran Turismo and PS One. Okay, yeah. But besides that, there was nothing, and nothing could get me in. I did try Dirt on, uh, I think it's Dirt Five on Game Pass. Yep. Didn't vibe for me, but Forza it did. Um, the the story mode and the stunts and i've looked at the map it's it's very expansive there's a lot about this game 
that is making me excited. And the ray tracing does help. Let's be honest here. It's, it's going to look beautiful on my OLED. Yeah, when you're yeah. sitting there with a lovely OLED screen and you can go through Mexico with this thing, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. The thing that's always stuck out for me for Forza, and I'm like you, I am not, a, I am a car enthusiast, like means I like cars. I like looking at them and I like driving them in my video games and I own a vehicle. So it's cars are fun, but I, uh, I am not hardcore into this entire world and genre. However, with racing games, I often pick up traditionally pick up a racing game every single year almost. And for me, it's usually the Need for Speed franchise, even when the games are kind of subpar and they don't they don't do so well. Horizon has always stuck with me on Xbox being like that. It just hits for me because it's the for Horizon. It's the open world aspect. Go and do whatever you want. A little bit of an arcadey feel the endless amounts of cars that I can get, the customization that's involved in it, being able to go, and I love the community aspect of it too, Corey, what you will probably like, um, if you haven't already done it with Forza Horizon 4, but the community online is awesome because if you find a car like the Porsche that you like, go on and look at the community creations too because people have gone and decked out all of the vehicles. So when you're gonna go and buy a new one in your garage, you can go and select what other people have modded and their builds. So like I've gone in and done like the Fast and Furious cars, like the Eclipse from the original Fast and Furious one movie. Yeah, I said it. That's right. The green one. And I know you're like, I, Fast and Furious is not a good genre, Matt. And I say, I don't care what you think, Court. It's my time. It's my time. I, I, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but you'll text me after and be like, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the Fast and Furious. I'll say it right but now. But I, I love I that car. The community loves it. But no. I love that car and people online have actually re- done that vehicle like they've specced it all out and everything so i absolutely love it horizon is one of those key uh tentpole titles from xbox that i always come back to it's like halo gears forza that's kind of always in my xbox rotation and forza for for horizon 4 it's still today a game that is downloaded that's sitting there and that i jump into a couple of times a month because i'm just like i got an itch to race and Nothing to me hits as well in terms of control and steering like Horizon. Other titles, I don't feel they get too light. Uh, braking isn't as good. And just the actual control and steering, I feel like they just perfect it so much with Horizon. The last thing I want to say, Court, when it comes to uh, the actual ForzaMortisport.net and the article there, it says that additionally, the cars you obtain in the game are highlighted under a new car collection interface. Here you can track the vehicles you've acquired per manufacturer, and it's like having your own virtual car sticker book. Each automobile is designated with a rarity level, and collecting a specific number of cars per manufacturer will also unlock a special reward claim. And then they've gone on to list all of the, the cars that are going to be updated so far uh, with the welcome pack uh, that, that is last updated as of September 10th. I like that they are doing this. It's just another little added touch where you're kind of just going to collect basically your sticker book of all the vehicles that you got. And then they'll put in rewards and things like that to incentivize players, which again, it's just an added little thing of being able to go through. If you're like, I'm a big Ford fan and I love going to play those vehicles, or I love to be able to drive the Porsche, you can start building out your Porsche collection. And it's just, again, it's just add a little feature. So I'm excited. I think Mexico is a really cool environment too that we haven't explored, obviously. And I just think it's gonna hit really, really well. I can't wait to get it.
stay tuned on the show guys because we will have all the updates for you across xbox and do us a favor if you can subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell and get all the updates on all the episodes court and i are doing here for assemble xp thanks so much for watching and as always thank you all for assembling with us see ya